<laughs> Welcome back to You Go Boy Podcast. Yay. We are back. Yeah, we're a day late, guys. So sorry, this is going to come <laughs> on, Mon- on on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So please do not be mad at us. We are trying to uh, definitely keep track of schedule. But Nigel's uh, computer was messed up um, after he came back from his trip. So we're going to talk about that. But yes, my name is Mario Jovan Shaw. I am your co-host mm-hmm. for the You Go Boy podcast. Yes, Who sir. And I am your other co-host, Nigel C. Mask, and we are back again. It's such a pleasure to be back in your ears, over your airways, yet again. Yes. Yeah, and there has been a lot that has been going on in these in this last week. So, mm-hmm. obviously, May, I think May had five weeks, right? Because there was yeah, a podcast, so. okay, and then we had to do another one. So, it's like a back-to-back. So, honestly, mm-hmm. you guys, like, this is good. Like you guys get to get you guys get to have us back to back, <laughs> and we've just been doing. We've been really trying to be intentional about recording and getting things done. Yeah. So this delay, you know, my I'm always having tech. I'm always having technical issues. If yeah. it's not my internet acting funky, it's the computer having a little temper tantrum. So y'all yeah, have just so I glad that y'all work with me about the the uh, Nigel's internet. When he in and out, and now it's annoying, but we will get it together. Nigel is, you know, hey guys, this is episode 16. We are going to get better. Yes, here's another cool thing. We are sweet 16, but here's like another cool thing just a fun fact that I am just really excited about. So, Stilo Brim has a podcast called Wine and Weed, it's episode 16 for them as well. Cool. June 5th, the day that we are recording this podcast, it happens to be his birthday. Oh, wow. Yes. And Stilo Brim retweeted me last week when I was talking about his podcast. And he's like second to Michael B. Jordan. Like I said, I want to work with both of them. So one of these days, hopefully I can work with Stilo and Michael B. Jordan. You put it into the atmosphere. It can definitely happen. Yeah. I'm Simple. believing in it. I'm going to believe yeah. in it. That it can happen for sure. So Nigel, what's in your cup? Mercy. <laughs> I, almost had to belch. Um, I am having crown black with a splash of ginger ale is what I'm having today. Um which I'll get in, I was just thinking about like bourbons and stuff. And on my trip, that was so hard to find, but we'll get into that later. So it's nice to be reacquainted with um some cognac in yes. my own house. How about you? Yes. Um, I'm drinking water because um right and uh, so i'm not and i'm always like the main one you always got some reason why you not doing something i know i'm always on on a (laughs) something like that so what's your what's your reasoning today well i'm i'm going on like this vacation for my birthday and i'm just trying to look good is like i could feel my abs i want to see them too (laughs) the difference that's why yeah so it's like is this infused water i mean give us something i don't like infused water actually just drinking tap water like what is it i don't like infused water so it is brita filtered water i do not like when it has like i don't like sparkling water i don't like when it has a lemon in it and all that type of stuff i just like regular water so you're just giving us basic h2o giving you white people water yeah (sighs) 
You are yeah. terrible. Yeah, at least if my thing is, at least if you're not going to partake in having alcohol, you know, and educating the people about like what we're drinking, at least you could dress up the water. My Lord, throw a few cucumber and mint in there. I throw Just, up every time I put cucumber and mint in it. I don't know why. I don't like the taste of it. I know, right? That's weird. Basic water. Okay, so Mario's having basic water, and I'm having ground. Wonderful. Look at that balance right there. Right. Well, happy Pride, guys. Um, so it is June, um, and we're excited about that. Are you going to any parade? I, 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 I wanted to go to one, but it's on June 30th, and we leave that morning. We do. So um, I can't go. I wanted to go. I um I shared this with Mario a little while back. Like I've never um well that was gonna be a lie. I was gonna say I never celebrated Pride. Well actually, no, that is what I wanted to say. So I've never celebrated Pride before. Oh. So this is the first time Sizzle's that I'm pride. like <laughs> what you say? Sizzle is pride-ish. <laughs> so Mario this Mario says sizzle is pride is so there's almost some shameless going to sizzle these days, right? Like it's like, well, I went to sizzle. I mean, I don't know. It's been quite some time. But what will edge so sizzle, um, usually every Memorial Day weekend, there is some type of black gay pride um event. So it's either DC or people will go to Miami and and so we would but go, Miami go just to, started. Didn't Miami, it? it was like, I mean, D.C. just started. Miami was like a minute, and then, like, D.C. came afterwards. Well, the well, my point in saying that is when we got ready to start going, they both were going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we would usually go. Uh, we went to, like I said, we went to Miami twice. So that was, like, pre-Pride Month because, like I said, that's Memorial Day weekend, which is May. Then Pride Month is officially June. So after Sizzle, I didn't think nothing else about Pride. So this probably last year was the first year that I really took notice. And this year, particularly in Cincinnati, um, we, the community anyway, they're doing such a great job with promoting Pride Month because it was usually focused on the white LGBTQ AI population. And so in Cincinnati, they are doing such a great job on the African-American slash people of color side. Mm. Um, So... Yeah, this but is you the know it's weird. I kind of like the white people uh, during Pride. It's kind of funny to me just watching them and having and having a good time. I so in Charlotte there is a Black Gay Pride weekend, and that's typically I want to say in August. But uh, yeah, um, I'm glad that they are being a lot more inclusive. That's very good because it really isn't. I mean, I, uh, Stonewall is 50th anniversary. Um, and, and a lot of people have been talking about, don't forget that Stonewall originally was um, uh, a, a parade against and, and a march really against police brutality, which is true. I, I watched a documentary around it, um, saw Marsha on Netflix, so, so good, um, and how she was a trans activist, black woman that mysteriously ended up dead, um, mm. and their, their murder is still not solved. And so... Um, we uplift those people during the 50th anniversary of Stonewall as well. Which this is, oh, yeah. sorry. Keep on going. Yeah. Oh, what I will continue on my thought was just that I've never really given myself over to celebrating Pride. Um, 
I can't say that I, yeah, I would see people post about it, but I've never had the courage to post about it or I never knew how I connected with pride. Obviously being a gay man, you're like, well, what do you mean? But why not? It's true. Yeah. So I am still, I'm in a place where I'm like still trying to figure out how I connect, uh, with pride so you know it's interesting for me i think like i I agree with you i think many people are in that position i think one way to be able to do it is to own your like you know uh i love deray mckesson who's also a black gay man uh activist black lives matter teach for america all of that um but he said um i love your blackness and mine Mm -hmm. and somewhere around that and so one of the things that i'm learning about pride is that I love my gayness, my gay ass, and your gay ass. Like, <laughs> you show up as a gay person, mm-hmm. boy, and a masculine ass, and I value that. But I wasn't able to appreciate. We Nigel and I actually talk about this, um, and we should probably do a podcast on this. Like the femme gays, like it definitely is like femme shaming in the gay community. And so, like, so like I wasn't like able to see really like the femme gay community like the majority like when you like majority film like you know Vogan and all that type of stuff and no one no that does not make you film but like it's associated with the culture a lot of times uh I didn't associate myself with that because I didn't do it and I thought it was being extra until I accepted who I was as a person and then that's what allowed me to be able to appreciate other people for how they show up so it was my own insecurity with myself that prevented me from seeing other people and their gayness. And so now I love the trans. I love like femme gays. I love for gay people to show up as who they are, but it took me time to honestly get there because yeah. of the fact that like we're in our society are taught not to show up that type of way and that's in 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 a similar fashion when i think about pride just that word in general pride right i'm like i don't know if i ever had pride to be very honest you know what i mean so yeah i was always hiding or not willing to share my sexuality not really just i hadn't got to a place to where i was super comfortable with who right. I was so to say like pride and in my mind it was like busting out like we're here we're queer and I was like whoa <laughs> whoa, 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 wait, wait 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 I mean yeah y'all know you know at that time like some friends and close co- uh colleagues and clients and stuff but I wasn't like oh let me make a status about it yes we're here but like I hadn't got to that point so I can tell how much I'm growing in that aspect and how much uh people close to me who are celebrating pride, they're putting it out there. And it's very encouraging. And I can yeah. tell that I'm growing in that space, even so much like I just got on the bandwagon of watching Pose. Um, as I'm typically the one who just waits to the last minute to kind of do stuff like that. But even in watching Pose, it has been very encouraging, very enlightening, mm-hmm. um, and opening my eyes to a, a different level of what it means to be a part of the community. Um, so and yeah, the fight. Go- in the, the fight, fight. yes, God, like, like the reason why they were voguing, the reason why they were having these houses, the reason why you know they were also having opportunities to gather was because yeah. they were able to do it anywhere else, and it was it's the the uh, education uh, behind it, and I so think beautiful. that's the part that um 
that I was lacking was the education yes. around the community. And shout so, out to Willie Ninja, Popular Beja, all of those people. Like these are the people that like, if it wasn't for them, the black community would be set out so far they're behind you know what i mean and we wouldn't even have polls another good thing to watch and i'm getting I've, I've been really informing a lot of my straight friends around just um pride month just giving them an opportunity to just show up and now a lot of times we don't give people the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. um and so i've been telling them hey watch paris is burning you can watch Pose. and another thing that nigel sent our group that was very good was this article about a father who has a gay son and um, the father is, is uh, one of the founders of Call to Man. This, this article is so beautiful about him going to his son's first pride. And the son was 16 years old or 15 years old, actually, actually at the time. And his son wanted to go to pride. His son was gay. And he talks about his experience of really uh, showing up for his son and allowing his son to be him. Mm-hmm. And, and I sent that to so many of my friends and we've been having conversations through text. Shout out to everybody who's just been so engaging with that, but um, who also always listen to the podcast as well. They tune in every single week and tell me <laughs> what they learned. Um, but I encourage you guys to really um, listen to that podcast because yeah, you are black, but then you also gay. And I always, I do put whenever I do happy pride, I put the fist up and then a rainbow because yeah, black come before gay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for me. And so I have to understand. So for many of us, we have to understand what it means to be a black person, a black man in this world before we can even get to the gay part. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's even more complexities when you're talking about gay and also man, <laughs> right? And so when you think about black man, I have to get to understand that part. Well, what happens when I'm gay and have to question the man part because I don't act a certain way? That mm-hmm. takes time for people to be able to develop and grow in. So, yeah. Happy Pride, guys. And we just went deep on Pride, but we're going to be here and we're going to be queer. That's going to be fun. And um, it's just a learning experience. And take your time. I think... Yeah. I'm, I got here last year, and I think the reason why I got here last year, last year, <laughs> was um, just because it was just seeing so many kids that would come to me, like teenagers and, and young adults come to me and say how they look up to me, being in the position I'm, that I'm in to do some of the things, and then I'm a, I'm a black gay man, it's just mm-hmm. so enlightening for me and then also with my staff every year we do what's called a story itself and every year i have to share with them my story that's the most hard part to do when you're just getting to know these people but part of that story is who i am as a person so that they could show up and because of that man colleges are asking us to do toxic masculinity conversations and a whole bunch of sorts and i'm excited for it but it it does take time and if you're not ready nobody should force you to come out. And that's something mentioned in the article as well. Nobody should force you, you know, for you for them to be invited in, actually, because yeah. it's your truth. Yeah, I agree. So, there's that. Yeah. Well, what's been happening? Guess what, guys? Nigel is back. He's been <laughs> back for maybe just 24 hours, I think. <laughs> 24 to 48 hours, maybe? Yeah, it's been 48 hours now. 48 now hours. Back from Asia. Yeah, I am still pooped, y'all. Pooped that you're back or tired? 
What's the difference? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shoot. Poop is like sorrow. Like, I wish I was still there. Oh, no. Then I ain't pooped in. I'm tired. Let's go with that. Tired is like jet lag a little bit. But the the funny thing about this whole like jet lag experience is that this is not unfamiliar. This is not an unfamiliar feeling to me. This is my natural state of being from working so much. So <laughs> I'm just like, oh, so I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Okay, this is the same thing. But I will say, <laughs> I mean, just the truth. Thirty hours of flying plus layovers, like that's exhausting as hell. But what I will say, it was definitely worth the experience. Uh, I'm sure I'll be talking about this for months to come. But what I can say, what I took away from going to um, Vietnam, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, as they like to call it, Malaysia, and Singapore, <laughs> is that um, people, people are people no matter where you are. Everybody wants to be seen, heard, and affirmed. And situations are similar even across the seas um we we took part um in conversations called the six conversations and it's around building community and we would ask questions like um what is the yes that you no longer mean and the no that you've been prolonged saying Mm. Um, we've asked questions um, around ownership what is the very thing that you contribute to or how do you contribute to the very thing that you complain about in your life? Hmm. Ain't that a good question? Yeah, it's very good. Very and good so, stuff. Um, and we have different topics, of course, but these are some of the questions that you can use around the question. Mm-hmm. And when you get to know people beyond like who they, you know, what they do in their titles and you actually dive into those types of conversations, you realize like, dang, we are really the same. Like you have the same questions, same concerns, um, same I don't knows like I'm just like wow we are really same people so I thought that was yes. really cool um, I also found it very cool I was telling some folks that though no matter the country they were very aware of their history and I said wow mm. what a privilege to know your history history of your country how it came about how it like Singapore separated from Malaysia which I never knew that Singapore was even a part of Malaysia. Yeah, I remember. So I was looking up the history of Singapore. Because, you know, whenever you... Yeah, look, I said, of course you were. Whenever somebody <laughs> goes somewhere, I'm like listening to it. And I was seeing how you know, it was a, it's a fast-growing fast city and communist society with all of these things. And I know you, you know, experienced some of that, so... Yeah, it was just crazy. Like, no matter the age of the person, they were just very knowledgeable. And I was like, wow, how how knowledgeable do I feel about my own country or my own culture? Like, it kind of put that into perspective. And yeah. then the three different countries presented, like, three drastically different cultures. You have Vietnam, who is very hungry to grow um, in their hmm. economy, um, they have tons of people there, um, and you can tell areas that are really developed, and then you can see the areas that are underdeveloped. But the spirit of the people is the same; they're very welcoming, um, they hmm. love it, and all of that. Then you go to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and it's super diverse. Where v- Vietnam is very monolithic, so then you go to Kuala Lumpur, you have 
so many cultures. They are respecter of worship how you see fit. And it looks like Chicago slash Vegas there, which I was like, mm, really interesting. And where we, or our hotel was positioned, it looked like we were in pretty much Times Square. And then you go to Singapore, mm. who's the mother of them all. And of them all. Their population of them all. And you yeah. can get around the whole country in about uh, 35 to 40 minutes, I think. Wow. Um, and they're looking to grow. Their economy is booming, right? It's actually like number one, where the U.S. is number three next to Hong Kong is number two. And when I tell you those streets, those are probably the closest streets being paved to go than going to heaven because it is so clean over there. But with it being super clean over there, they have very strict rules and very strict consequences for not following the yeah. rules. So the conscience of their people is very present. Like you gonna think twice before you do something crazy over there. Yeah. And it's also um, at what cost too, you know, which is kind of yeah. sad, but you know, we ain't gotta bring that in there. But <laughs> but it is, it's really interesting when you think about uh like like Singapore is this city uh on the backs of many people, you know, because of its communist society. And we'll leave it there. We don't want to go too dark with it, but it's interesting how it got there. And um, Rwanda is trying to do the same thing in mm. Africa. They're trying to replicate the same thing, which they're on a path to doing. Ain't that crazy? Replicate the same thing like Singapore? Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, all I'm going to say is everything, like you said, everything has its pros and cons. Um, and, the, and honestly, that was the dialogue that we were having with a lot of Singaporeans was um, the like pros and cons of both. And, and there's something to be learned. I mean, in the soon, there is something to be learned. They're very aware of their oh, guys. resources. So they're <laughs> very conscious of just everything they're very conscious right, of that and then it was interesting because i come back to the u.s 14 and a half hours late to san francisco and as soon as i got into the airport it was a mess like I repeat it one more time really like <laughs> internet connection unstable the fuck like <laughs> i'm just not in a space to deal with it. i get I'm irritated <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I said last. All I'm gonna say is I went from Singapore to San Fran 14 and a half hours. Okay. And it was like night day in the airport. Yeah. You got one that's super clean. Then I got to San Fran. You got Cheeto crumbs all over the seat. Got bottled water. I'm like, wow, we are not in Singapore anymore. So it's it, on one hand, I could see how we are very privileged here in America. Yeah in certain aspects but all in all it was a great experience but like i said i'm sure i'll be sharing and more and more y'all more and more still, about it we are we, most some podcasts, and i'm international I, now so i just want to right did they stamp your now your get you a little passport? sticker <laughs> did they stamp your passport yeah they did and i ain't never been through so many immigrations and just all these things so i'm glad to be home that's good. That's good. Ooh, merciful. Well, we're going to hear about this more. Like, like I said, like how there are many podcasts that will end in, in, in June and July. They'll take a break. We are going to continue, guys. We're going to try to make this thing continue to happen as we move forward. 
um, and be on episode 16. Uh, but yeah, so this episode, we are inviting some book reading list gurus, guys. Yes. Nicole, what, what are they called? <laughs> book reading list gurus. There we go. Book reading list know, gurus. Name. Just <laughs> I just wanted to be clear because you said blue leaders gurus. Yeah, and that's another thing, guys. I'm trying to actually enunciate more um mm-hmm. on a podcast. Trying. I used to take speech. So I'm trying to do better. So we're gonna be inviting <laughs> Gabby and <laughs> on here soon on this podcast. Um so we're excited. They're going to help us with creating book lists and everything, guys. It's going to be very good. It's, be it's awesome. very exciting because I don't even read like that. So I'm still on the same book from several months ago. He's still on, what's the name of that book? Uh, How to Be a Badass. You're a badass. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you may not be a badass <laughs> because you are a badass reader. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> but we're going to work on you. And that's how we're going to have this, this session. And we're excited for it. All right. Thank you, guys. (laughs) And we'll be back with the Go Boy Podcast. Hello, guys. It's Marge Von Shaw, co-host of You Go Boy Podcast. Hey, listen, if you like our podcast, and we'll rate it only five stars, Please subscribe and like our podcast. Give us five stars if that's really a thing. And just really share with people about You Go Boy podcast so that we could continue to spread the message. So please, again, click that subscribe button and like our podcast. Five stars. Five stars. Thank you and continue listening to You Go Boy podcast. Welcome back to You Go Boy Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Yes. So, Nigel, like, we got to get Nigel on, like, this summer reading list game. He's done with school for graduation, right? Okay, because that's the real real thing. Now, granted, it's different when you want to read for leisure, but when you're in grad school, like, when do you really have the time to read anything other than the required material? So, after July 31st... (laughs) I will be able to start <laughs> my <laughs> summer. Yes. Man, summer going to be good and almost it over. Is. But that's okay, because I don't read that fast. So it I don't is. need that many books on my list. And that's true. Maybe two. That's okay. One of them, one of them needs to be a yeah. picture book. Um, but oh, <laughs> um, let's, wow. That's okay. You know, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with who I am, so I'm just not even going to yes. stand stand in your truth, Nigel. Amen. All right, look, so y'all are hearing them now, and this happens with all of our guests. As soon as we get on, they start speaking, and it's amazing. Um, before we even bring them on, which is great. Like I think that's like our style. But we have expert book reading list experts <laughs> gabby say <"Ooh."> nicole <laughs> and gabrielle is what you want. oh yes <laughs> yes gabrielle so gabrielle say hello so they could take it hi everybody so this is gabrielle's voice and then nicole say hello hey you guys 
Okay, so that's Nicole's voice. So y'all be able to tell the difference between the two when you're listening to the podcast. Um, so we're going to start off with introductions. We want to hear who are they? Who are you? And they're best friends, guys. So this is kind of cool. Um, we had um, Tyler and Marquez on who are best friends. And now we have um, women empowerment <laughs> best friends. <I> mean. <laughs> yes, and look at them. They put their fists up. We both did at the same time. <laughs> That's how you know you best friends when you do stuff simultaneously <laughs> and you don't plan it. Right. So, yes, we would ah. love to hear from you all. Tell us who you are and, cool. yeah, and your background. Yeah, so super excited to be on this podcast tonight. I mean, such an honor. So, first of all, this is Gabrielle. Um, a little bit about me. I was born in Chicago. I love to say I'm from Chicago. So people ask Chicago. questions like what neighborhood. I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Never mind from Florida, Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so you're not really from Chicago? I was born there, but I moved when I was like three months old. Oh, (laughs) yeah. But all my family's over. I really like to rep it, but people ask me questions. (laughs) Anyways, um, spent most of my life in Florida. I went to University of South Florida where I met Nick. Um, And Honestly, Nick, you might have to help me with this, but I know we became friends. I'm a year older than Nick as far as school, but we're the same age because <laughs> I'm smart. No, <laughs> I have the September birthday and I have it <laughs> Yes, September birthday. Oh, what's your birthday? The 24th. Okay, are you a Virgo still? I'm a Libra. I like Libras, but that's dope. Okay, we're right in the same month. But so Nick and I met through a mutual friend at the time, you know, sometimes that don't work out. Toxic and terrible for our lives. Got rid of them and we kept being friends. I told them before, Nick, how nobody really knows that we had like a full year where we did not speak to one another. Mm. Nick Mm -mm. blocked me. You know when Block was like brand new, Nick used that feature. (laughs) 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 I didn't even know that it was a feature. I was like, how's Nicole? Oh, I don't know. Mario knows me. Mario knows I'm very no nonsense. And I I sensed the toxicity before Gabby did. Yeah. And I was like, look, if you're gonna keep kicking it with people who are not good for my chakras, then you got to go. So Nick caught on to the alignment very quickly. I did not. And then one day, just God had it fit. We were in an elevator together. I looked at her, I said, Can we talk, friend? And just like cried it out in the elevator, sat at Starbucks for like hours just chatting it through anyways we're a decade later the best of friends i was her maid of honor in her wedding um she now lives in atlanta we're about 10 15 honestly nick like if i drive fast we're 10 minutes apart (laughs) 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 and we we at the time have worked for the same network so i mean like we're pretty much inseparable like Mm -hmm. people know like when they ask about how i am how's nick i'm like oh she good Mm -hmm. i mean how am i but she good But yeah. that's a little bit about our friendship and relationship. I work in education, so I work for a charter school network here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, work in recruitment, um, and so and sometimes work with PG. She has worked yes, with us. Yes, I really, really enjoy that. And you guys are really dope. I love what y'all are doing. So I'm excited because we'll talk a little bit offline, but my position's changing, so we're really going to build some partnerships. So let's talk about that. But y'all talk to Dominique because we stay yeah. in our hands. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love it. (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of just going off on a tangent. So I'll just kind of talk about where I found my love for reading. 
Yeah, um, well, let's go. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nicole, which y'all, they met in 2008, and yeah. Nigel and I met in 2008 as well. So, oh. so there's just a lot of kindred spirituality yeah. 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 running all through this this podcast. Um, yes. So, yeah, I'm Nicole. Uh, I've known also Mario since 2012. Yeah. America together. Um, uh, like Gabby and Gabby did teach for America too, just in Atlanta when we were in Charlotte. We all 2012 um, though. 2012. Yep, all 2012. That was best year. It really yes. was yeah. for After everyone, that, all yeah. regions. Yeah, for all, for all regions. Yep. We were the, we were the best. We were the best to ever do it. Um, I too have stayed in education. Um, this is year seven for me and I am, well, I was, I guess, a literacy coordinator for um, a local middle school, but I have made the choice to transition and to lean on faith and trust God. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm currently, um, in transition. Um, I'm not sure what comes next, but I know that whatever it is, and it'll, it'll be better than my last. And my last was wonderful. Always grateful for the kids and teachers that I got to work with. Um, they're the best people ever. Teaching will always have the biggest part of my heart. I love it. Um, I used to teach eighth grade English for years. I tried to step out of my lane one year and teach fourth grade. That wasn't what the Lord had for me. Um, but, but yeah, so that's a little bit about me. What is, uh, it was something that you said, that, and it just lost, I, I lost my chain of thought, but you said something that really struck to me. Oh, it was something around like going off, like the, leaving a job that's good. Like that alone yeah. can be a podcast. When I oh, left yeah. the job, actually that's jot that down. Actually, because okay, that is good. When I left the job, that's good. But I know that I knew that it was time for me to move on. Yeah, like I didn't leave because it was bad. I left because it was good. No, yeah. And people often yeah. think that you have to walk away from something. Like people think that you often walk away when something's bad. Like I tell people I'm leaving my job, and they're like, "What happened? Or what's nothing. wrong?" And I'm right. like, "Nothing. Like I just know there's more." So. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, why am I sending you shine? I'm you shine. That's how you know like you work this. for this charter network. I, I feel okay. like you just spoke to my my life in that very moment. And granted, this is not what this podcast is about, but that's how okay. I'm feeling right now. Like mm. as an entrepreneur, like everything is good. And I know some of my clients who are listening, like, I'm sorry, what? But <laughs> you get to a point yeah. in your life to where things are really good, but you just feel in your spirit that there is just something else that you're yep. called to do yep. and you're being positioned in such a way to where you have to make some decisions and they're not going to be popular. They're not going to be comfortable. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to leave that right there, but I'm like, yeah. I'm going to take that, take that back. When yeah. And what? Pack and it what, up. Pack yeah. it up, Nigel. We'll talk this, about yeah. it. Look, over some wine. Okay. And we're going to Yes. Well, one of the ways to get there to be able is to lift up your consciousness, right? And when mm -hmm. your consciousness yeah. is lifted, you are able to start seeing things differently. Amen. And books are a great way to be able to do that. Yes, go for it. I didn't know how you're going to bring it all back, Mario. But you yeah. did. <laughs> I am the second king when it comes to this. We will wow. go. You reeled it back in. That was it's good. a great way to do it. But it really is so. Like the more I read, the more I recognize my consciousness, and the more I rec like became me. And so, y'all, I'm intermediateness like intermediate in this um nigel is a novice he wants to start this book reading thingy but like when i tell you gabby and nicole if you follow them they are experts in this they motivate me to say let me go ahead on and pick up a book and get off mm -hmm. instagram and start doing this mm -hmm. um so talk about 
like how you, what you were going to say, like around how you got started in this reading game. What happened? So we'll start with Gabby and then Nicole, and then y'all could take it from cool. there. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say for me, I spent a decade being the only child. So I had to create my own entertainment. So I think that was like step one. Um, my mom, she was an avid reader. So I was, I grew up in a household full of books. Um, they were around, even as a child, my mom had, we would go to the library. Like that was like our date each and every week. We would go and walk to the library and it was like, the opportunity time where I could pick out any and everything I wanted and it was free and we go home and read together and I think that was like a beautiful thing because looking back I took it for granted I thought everybody did that as a kid I was like oh this is the norm everybody goes home and they read and their parents take them to the library and they have books so that was my norm we weren't watching tv as a family um I never had it to this day I've never had a television in my room so mm-hmm. at night like it was just reading since a little kid. Um, something else that I really treasured. You guys remember back when we were in elementary school, you had electives, like you had PE, you had art. Yeah. We had like, mm-hmm. library times, so, like one day of the week, you go to the library. Yeah. And yep, it's so absolutely. sad to me, even now, like working in education, media specialists like are not a thing. Libraries don't exist in schools. And I don't understand. Like, yeah. I was earning my pizzas. I was getting my yes. stuff. <laughs> Come on. Come on, pizza library as a kid. Yes. I heard bringing that back. I heard Pizza Hut is bringing that back. Like, I hope so. Dear, it was drop everything and read. Yeah. I don't really have a super competitive bone, but when it came to reading, like I was going to make sure that all my stars on that tracker were across the horizontal line. Like, <laughs> don't, don't let her lie to y'all because she's mean when it comes to taboo, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Taboo, that's a, when you said taboo, I just had a flashback. To my you get PTSD playing taboo yeah, with the wrong like, oh, you, Oh, you really can. Yeah. So I think like just growing up, it was something I really took for granted until I got older I realized like, wow, this was not everyone's norm growing up around books. Um, I was that kid when my birthday came. I didn't want the latest toys. I didn't want gadgets. Like my parents knew the highlight to my day was going to go to Borders. That's what it was back then, going to Borders. (laughs) Rest in peace. Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. Yes. And Uh. I just used to glee looking back. I'm like, wow, that was a really cheap date. But my parents like, you can get any, you can get any book you want. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I realized I felt like, wow, thank God this is our child. Like that's all she wants. <laughs> right. And so just growing up, like I was yeah. just born around books. Um, and you know, it's really funny looking back. I really lost my love for reading when I went to college. Like you're not really reading for enjoyment anymore. So I Honestly, Nick, I don't think we even bonded over books in college. Mm-mm. I didn't know that you liked to read. I don't think you know I liked to read either. No, and it was like, uh. I didn't find or have the time. And it wasn't until I got into teaching, especially when I did TFA, like I had to find an outlet because social my time was consumed in what I was doing. And it was fresh and it was new and like days were tough. So I had to find something that when I came home, I could unwind. And I don't know about you, Nick. I don't know about you, Mario or Nigel. But books for me are like a free vacation. Like, mm-hmm. I can be in someone else's world. I become friends with the characters. Mm-hmm. So, to me, when people talk about the latest trips, I'm like, you know what? My budget's looking like I need to get a book that feels like a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, so I went to my therapist about this. <laughs> because, and we all have a therapist, such as cool. Amen. Uh, all right. Amen. And I asked him, I was like, you know, I get really, really attached to the characters in a book. Mm-hmm. Like, to where, like, I mourn yeah. things where, like, after I stopped reading a book, I'm like thinking about that character. 
And like, I'm oh, sad, yeah. I'm moody. Literary withdrawals are a real thing. It's really real. And no, he was like, yeah. So he had to tell me that that was normal. And I have a high level of emotional intelligence. Yeah. And I felt normal again, because at first I said, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, Nothing. why am I feeling this way over somebody that's fake? Like, Mario, I've dated characters and been cheated on in the book. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this- so but initially when you first said that, Mario, I was like, no, nah, I ain't never... I don't think I did. <laughs> but when Gabby when just said, like, I felt cheated on, I remember. So here's the thing. Y'all didn't learn about me that I have a very adult childhood in ways. Yeah, he did. So, he was watching Waiting to Excel at like <laughs> years old. <laughs> I loved it. It's so so in touch with Whitney and Loretta Devine. I, I love Listen. Not gonna do this tonight. Okay. But what I will I say <laughs> is that when I went to the library and I was able to pick up pick out books, I picked out books that mimicked real life. Mm-hmm. There was something about relationship in real life that really connected with me. Um, and so when I would read these books, it was a lot of times they, they were black women who were in these like love quarrels and these relationships mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Just all those things. <laughs> you said Zay. <laughs> Y'all know Zane put the after I got married. We're gonna have to talk about that later. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. We oh, will. Okay. Okay. So because of that, I w- right. Well, I think uh, so and because okay. of that, like <laughs> is my internet acting crazy? No, it's better. You're back, you're good. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. All the time on every episode, y'all. So when I was reading these books, because they were, because they were uh, characters I feel like I could connect with because I feel like these were women or men that I would see in everyday life, like that made reading really, really different for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. And we're going to get to that actually. Yeah. So when you think about like mourning yeah. a character and things like that. Yeah. Uh, being a person who is about building relationship, when I was reading these characters' narratives, I was just like, wow, when the book was over, I wanted to know what was next. Like, yeah. where did she go? How did she get through this yeah. heartbreak? Or how did he get through whatever situation he was going through? So yeah. it's funny that you say that, because I felt that same way. But I was a kid, so I'm just like, well, that was the end of the book. Like, move on <laughs> to the next yeah. one kind of thing. So It's good. Yeah. Second episode. Go ahead. Yeah, it's good. So. So we're going to go to Nicole, too, because we want her to hear her story. Uh-huh. <laughs> How did her and Gabby meet? <laughs> Is it any different? Um, just sidebar really quickly. Um, Pizza Hut does have the thing out again. And it's, they have a title for it called, called Book It. Um, oh, that's what it was called back then. Y'all? Yeah. I thought we called it for you, Nick. It was dear for us. It was dear. Oh. Dear was, was just dear uh, is like everybody's drop everything and read time, but book it was you had to read the ten you're or right to, to get your personal pan pizza. Never a game. I'm and so happy about that. Thank you, Mario, for doing the research. <laughs> Thank you because I remember that personal pan. Has a reading program too. Some sort of Chipotle does too. Yes. I feel like. And before we move on, to get my kids into it. Yeah, and like your parents would be so proud when they take you to Pizza Hut. Like my child has the book it coupon. My it's baby can read. <laughs> read good. Okay. Read good. We be reading things in our house. Oh, so good. Okay, so Nicole, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so, is the how me and Gabby met different? No, it's the same. It's, <laughs> it's 
we met through some real trifling people. Uh, hopefully, they're not trifling anymore. So, uh, bless them. She looks but like it though. That, <laughs> I wasn't gonna be. I wasn't gonna bring the mess to the You Go Boy podcast. Um, I was just gonna let it roll. But through that, though, we ended up uh, forming a really fantastic friendship, and it was it was the same. We've been down the ride ever since. Um, how did I? develop my love for reading. I think it was really similar to the way that Gab did. So my mom isn't a big fan of reading, but she always made sure that I had a child library. Like the, my library was forever stocked. Um, and Gabby would call me bougie, but like we were not in libraries. We were at Barnes and Noble every Saturday. I knew my dad. I knew she was going to, you see, I don't even have to Money, look. money. No. <laughs> no, but like, but to, to, um, to like Gab's point, like that was like, I have a daddy daughter day every Saturday. We would go. There was a Pizza Hut right across from the Barnes and Noble. We would go get that uh, all you can eat buffet when Pizza Hut had that buffet growing up. Oh, Hello, oh, childhood. Oh my god. They have one in Charlotte still. They still have one all you can eat buffet in Charlotte by my house. And I'm like, Pizza Hut, yes. Okay, keep on going. Pizza Hut should sponsor this. The pizza Hut should fun. Pizza Hut, if you're out there, we read books and we eat pizza. What more yes, than you want? We're booking it. Come on. Listen, if you stay ready, never have to get ready. Um, but no, but that was that was always the thing um, in my house. My dad, even to this day, uh, growing up, I grew up in Florida too. And um, me and my dad joke like when it's hurricane season and he's like, I'm like, hey, you ready? You got all your provisions. And he'll send me a screenshot of like all his wine. And he'll send me a screenshot of his books and he'll be yes. like, all right, I'm ready for whatever goes down. And so that too was like how I started. Um, and then as I got older, like when I met my now husband in North Carolina, we were living in the 48 worst state for teacher pay, getting yes. paid once a month. And we were broke and he broke, broke. And I remember going on dates to the secondhand bookstore in Charlotte. And there were literally toward the end of the month. There were some times when all we had was enough money to make a pot of chili and sit on opposite ends of the couch and read books. Like, yeah. and that was our form of enjoyment. And I didn't even know that I appreciated a man who read books until <sighs> I met my now husband. But I've had exes tell me, like, I just wish I would have read more. And I was like, why? <laughs> I don't need a man who reads books. Now I have a man who reads books, and it's the best thing ever. Um, but that was it. I think just always having books around me and then once I became an English teacher um that just like set it off because I met so many kids mm -hmm. who were either like I don't have time to read or like I don't like to read or reading is boring or I'm not good at reading then it became like my life's mission to forever have like a bomb library in every yes. single classroom yes. that I was it's ever so in yeah. And I like gave away my library at one point and then I came back into the classroom and I rebuilt that thing from scratch, even to the point like when I had an office as a literacy coordinator, I had an entire library. Like I couldn't call it a classroom library, but every kid knew in my building, like Miss KJ's office is the place with the best books in the school. Like, yeah. and it's just always been like a joy of mine to make sure that especially like black and brown kids love to read. And let's be very clear, I tried to check out books from that library and I was not allowed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is different from the library that's in my home. Like, yes. so, so it's a whole nother. Yeah. So here's, yeah. the, here's the cool thing. So like, I just became like a reader like two years ago. Um, Nicole's lifelong journey is to get more people to become readers. Mm -hmm. My lifelong journey is for stories to be told. 
for more diverse stories to be told. And like, that is like literally my purpose in life is like, there are so many black males whose stories are not shared. Mm. Um, and that's how I got into reading for myself. Mm. Um, my first book was The Alchemist um, as an adult um, because I was ready to go on this journey of like finding what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. In that book, I can read that once a month, honestly. Um, but my journey is unique and Nicole helped me to really mm-hmm. get into that journey of, of being a reader. So I'm interested in learning um, how did you guys start this? Well, y'all already talked about this journey. How can you help other people, sorry, start the journey of reading? Like what tips would you give people or different examples and stuff? Like where do we start? <laughs> yeah, I think there's lots of different avenues. I think it's really important to find like your mode. You know, there's like different modes of learning, like your mode of reading. So first and foremost, Nick, echo me, pitch in. But I think it's really important to find like, what is your genre, right? Like what mm-hmm. genre of books do you find yourself gravitating right. towards? And I love getting recommendations. Sometimes people recommend things and like, that's not my jam. Like I'm not the self-help improvement books. And like, I wish I could, but I can't get into them, right? So I think like you need to identify who you are as a reader and what has gravitated you in the past. Yeah. And like stick to that for a little minute, like branch out. But for me, I love fiction. Like I am the fiction girl. I like my free vacations. Like I said, I like to get lost in these stories that aren't true, but I read them. I'm like, this sounds about right to me. Right. So if you're somebody who is like, well, I don't know what genre I am. Like, I don't pick up books. Like, where do I start from there? Hmm. Like something that I ask kids all the time is what do you like to watch? Mm -hmm. Like what kind of movies do you like to watch? What kind of TV shows do you like to watch? Um, how, like, how do you spend your time? Are you really like big into sports? Um, do you just like love to know the latest tea or drama? Do you love romance? Um, do you, to Nigel's point earlier, like, do you love things that like mimic real oh life? So yeah. you can easily find what it is that you like to read based off what you like to do in other facets of your life. Like your reading life doesn't have to live in isolation from the things that you enjoy outside. Yeah. Can I just we had, just have a moment with yes. that? Yeah. I'm about to throw the computer. Because that is so real. Because again, as I identify as the beginner of this, you know, this reading voyage journey, it is that because so many times we think, well, ownership. I've heard people that love to read. Like when Mario started reading, like constantly, I'm like, oof, like, let me get a book. I didn't got Michelle Obama's book, for example. I ain't got past the first chapter. So it's just like, you got to find things that resonate with you. So if you're a person that likes, like me, I love relationship, connection, self-help. Like those, that's my area. Like own that area and read that. That's fine. If you're a person who likes history, do that. If you like fiction, do that. Like it's okay. Whatever you identify with, like on a day to day. Yeah. Like read, that's okay to read that. And I think sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to read that genre or whatever that looks like. We don't give ourselves permission. We feel like we have to read the W.E.B. Du Bois, all these like these heavy books. No, but honestly, I can say that that's what what I felt like, especially- Like a pressure from society. 
Yes, that pressure from society, that pressure from going to college and having that privilege, like you feel like you have to read these very heavy, dense books. And I'm like, ooh, Chile, like, no, I don't want to, I don't. I don't want well, to hear that. That's also why kids yeah. hate reading sometimes. Like, right? Like, how many times are we going to, like, read about, like, old dead white people? Like, how many times yeah. are we going to read about authors who have, like, nothing in common on the surface with us, right? So, like, yeah. we got to get out of that, to Nigel's point. We got to get out of that because it's, like, it's literally killing the love of reading. It yes. is it's yes. what read aside is, right? Like, yeah. that death of the love of reading because yeah. of that belief that we have to read some sort like I'm not reading or teaching Huckleberry Finn. No shade, yeah, sorry. Come on. But Ain't like no we need to expand right. the literary canon. The yeah. end. And right? it's like, like so- and it's like Nick, like I think you can contest this with teaching literature, but it's like I'm tired of kids reading The Giver and Number the Stars. Like, <laughs> you know, and they're great readers. There's more, right? yeah. There's just but there's more so much there. more. And I'm honestly yeah. like yeah. Yes. I'm so envious of kids. Like they have so many books, especially of color, that like they see themselves. I didn't see myself in the books I read when I was a kid. That's right. And I still love them, but looking back, like, wow, like I miss out on a wealth of information that I could have discovered about myself and just in general from the books that kids have now. And they just have no idea yeah, how much they have because we were reading Addie from Oh the- my gosh, she was a slave. Everybody right? was a slave. Yeah, everybody was a slave. Addie was I like, Addie. I cut her hair. She was looking real crazy. I, I cried the, when I read the Addie book. I was sitting in the hospital. It was my first emotional Aww. experience in the book. I was in like fifth grade, and I don't know what happened with Addie and her mom. Maybe they got sold. I don't know what happened. But I was crying real tears. That's how yes. I felt about yes. when I first read Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Or the Watson go to Birmingham. Go to Birmingham. <laughs> I love Watsons. Now that's my book. Well, listen, but why, why is everybody fighting in the civil rights movement? Civil rights. Everybody. everybody. There's two, three points I want to mention just real quickly. One of the things that Nicole, well, here's my aha moment. My aha moment was the type of books that I like to read. And I'm still on this journey, guys. Remember, I'm in an intermediate stage. And mm-hmm. one of the things I just realized, like I can get frustrated at the bookstore because I'm looking around and I'm like, I cannot find a book that I like. But as soon as Nicole said, look at a, uh, think about like a TV show that you like, right? I'm lo- I love watching interviews. I love Yana Vincent fix my life. I need somebody who's having an internal struggle with themselves. So whether that is a fantastic a- memoir. Yep, yeah. I love a memoir. I love a novel that has something that has to deal with the character that's having an internal struggle. That was number one. Number two was, was Nicole talking about, I remember I went over our house one day. She cooked some bomb-ass food, so damn good. And she, she talked about Dear Martin, how much we love Dear Martin. Uh, Nick Stone is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Shout out to Nick, hey girl. I know, and, right? And, right, and go ahead, because I know exactly what Yes, and she was like, I'm tired of characters dying. Like, I'm tired of police, yes. like, I'm tired of like- I'm tired people. of black and brown children right. being brutalized by yeah. police in books. And when she said that, I was like, okay, I need to go read something else. So I picked up this book, Aristotle and Dante, which is a brown boy, mm-hmm. uh, LGBT read that's so mm-hmm. damn good. I need to add that to my list. Aristotle and Dante is the best. Aristotle. My whole staff read that, that and they love that. We, was, we read Y'all that. need to go read Opposite of Always, too. Okay. Black boy time traveling. Yes. Yes. He loves. Yes. Okay. I love that. Okay. Black boy go time travel one time. Sorry. Yes. I appreciate some of the Jason Reynolds books because his books are less tragic. 
Oh my gosh, I read A Long Way Down like last month. That one was good by yeah. Jason Reynolds. Yeah, and so like there is some, so like Nicole talked about how, and I, so basically she talked about that and I end up start looking for books that was like that, like that was the opposite of it. And when I tell you, it's so hard to find books of just black people having fun. It's so hard. Yeah, but, they, but they exist. I they exist. Yeah. Opposite of always is a good one. Share Nick some. Has a good one called Odd One Out. Odd One Out is excellent. Uh, that is a really good one about three kids of color trying to figure out who it's okay to love, who they're allowed to love, yes. and it's like this messy high school love triangle that's the best. Um, and I got my sign. Right, come on, everybody. Um, <laughs> I got mine too. She gave me an advance reader copy. I said, oh, I'm like famous now. You <laughs> family, family. Um, what what else? Her. There's, um, what, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Angie Thomas's new one, On the Come Up. That one was um, positive. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, hers, there's not, I mean, there, there are like moments where like the life like gets a little yeah. hazy and there's some run-ins with the law, but that's not everything, yeah. right? Like that the whole book is about. Like there are so... Even the sun is also a star in a way. The sun is also a star. Everything, everything. Yeah. What about the um, other book with the Legos? Is that book? I'm almost done with. All, that. all the way. Um, all the, the star. Way the stars under the stars beneath my feet. Beneath our feet. Yeah. That, one is, that was the first book. Nigel, I don't know this one. Ever read about? <laughs> I don't know none one. of it. So these are all. So this is like our my our wheelhouse though, right? Like being a. Yeah. Teacher. like these are the things that I try to get kids yeah. to like love but um the stars beneath our feet was about a young black boy who was dealing with and grieving the loss of his older brother yeah through the creation like through making these Legos. creations with Legos right that. like this like this artistic thing but that was the first time that I had ever seen a book whether girl or boy um a kid of color deal with depression yeah and, uh, yeah. Um, and our we had our seventh graders read it, and it was fantastic. Mm. And the moms are the mom is a lesbian. Yeah. Oh yes, um, I love heart. this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 What is it? Plays a really cool role in the book. Too. Yes. Um, it's called the Stars Beneath Our Feet. I'm adding it. The little uncle. <laughs> Look, I'm over. I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I got like six, six books I didn't run. Nicole, you go to her house and have a list. Everything. And, okay. But here's the thing. Don't be afraid too of young adult fiction. Like That's my favorite. don't feel like young adult fiction favorite. is just for kids. Um, if you're looking for like fun, quick reads, so like and Gabby might speak to this too. I always tell people like, if you're reading an adult book, you have to give it the first hundred pages. You can't say you don't like it until you hit the first hundred pages. Cause normally that's when it'll pick up. In a YA or young adult fiction book, hit the first 50 pages. If you don't love it in the first yeah. 50, put it down. But like, it's quicker. So for people who are like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like we need big old books, these long ass Start books, like pick up a quick YA read and it will give you- And they're juicy. They are. <laughs> they're they are like, juicy. They're no like, I remember liking a boy like that when I was- yeah. We got scared, we got simulating feelings. I'm like, <laughs> Because even like in um in uh the hate you give which yeah. like she because the dude was like doing things to her, which <laughs> <laughs> was not in the movie, but now it's not a game. And that the book, man, I keep on telling people because I you know I I like the movie, but you're gonna when you become a reader, you end up loving the, the book. book. Is always better. It's always better. 
always better. I I feel like, and and I got, I almost got attacked, but I felt like that the book, I mean, that the movie, The Hate You Give, did not give like the book justice. Like, I mean, it was great. It was great. But the movie was great. I keep on telling people that. But the book was off the chain. Like, I could not stop. Crazy Rich Asians, too. See, I didn't read, I never read the Crazy Rich, if you did. So we're always like, if you didn't read the book, the movie's great. But if you read the book, then you know that the movie, it was just okay. Okay, yeah. See, I feel like I have one book slash movie that was like equivalent. Like I liked Gone Girl as much as I liked the movie. Like the book was as good as the movie. Me before you. The oh, book as good as the movie, but it was because they had yeah. the author. I feel like on the screenwriting stuff. That movie was that, so well, good. That'll make, well, that'll but, make yeah. a difference right there for sure. But they yeah. always talk I, about I, how they, they always talk about what's that one book? Uh, is it by Harper Lee? What's that name of the book? To Kill a Mockingbird. No, is that or it? Or, a Watchman. Oh yeah, that was the second one that just came out. But To Kill a Mockingbird is the first one. Is that the one that um, with a uh, little uh, Atticus in it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's not the, little Atticus, like we don't know. <laughs> little, little Atticus, his little friend, little Atticus. Because that's the one that they say, that's the one thing that everybody always say that that movie was better than a book. Oh, that no. was real old. I've seen the black one. I like it. I like to kill a mockingbird. You took me back, like back, 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 and back, back. Yes. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> that was still I a conversation. A literary sit in for that book. My Ooh. honors class. Ooh. My honors class this year, I kid you not, we were in the middle of the trials because we had started it really differently, though, too. I had brought in, like, Brian Stevenson's Just Mercy. We were reading mm. NPR articles. We were looking at clips of 13. So we had tied in, like, all of the wrongful conviction aspects of what's happening in the world today. And then we started the book. Where they see us. Right in the middle of the trial. And it was time for kids to go. And it was my honors class. I was like, all right, y'all, time to go to fine arts. Y'all, I promise you, they stayed in my room for the first, like, 40 minutes of their next class. And they refused to get up. And they did not move. I did not teach. And one of the girls came to the front of my room. Her name is Michaela. Came to the front of the room. Started cold calling on kids to finish reading and pick up where they left off. And it literally brought me to tears. Like, highlight. Of like, my- that's how I'm feeling right now. That's like, so that empowerment and that consciousness and just educating the student. Yep. Like that's it in. Oh, that sounds good. Wow. And like you didn't even construct that. They did it on their own. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, okay, they're like, we're not leaving. And I was like, okay, but uh, fine arts. They were like, oh, you think we're playing? And they did not get up. That's it. She at the very beginning that she wanted her kids to have a love for reading, right? This is why you're transitioning to the next phase of life because when your Mm -hmm. kids can finally do that, then they don't need you no more. That's why you. That's yeah. why you feel that way. Like you're not. Like like I did my that's job. Empowering. That's that's uh, yeah, empowering on a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, that's tip? that. I'm sorry. I, I'm just thinking. No, like, no, that's go. Go. no, I'm just thinking like the. We are in a unique position as adults to mm-hmm. influence the next generation of everything. Entrepreneurs. Every. I'm just. Hey, thank everything. you everything and so to give students knowledge through reading and empower them to make decision and the fact that your students stood up and said no nah, we ain't going to fine arts this is what we about to do because we find this valuable mm-hmm. like that that's that's really powerful because we talk sometimes and this is kind of off topic in a sense but 
we talk about how many times we get to see ourselves represented in the classroom or in administration yeah. as black people, black men, black women. And the fact that your students were able to see you mm-hmm. and they saw themselves in you and say, you know what? I can impact change. And they may not know that on a larger scale, but they were able to say in this very moment, we're about to yeah. impact change. We about to do something different. This story is resonating with me and many others, and they're probably having those quote unquote water cooler conversations about what they're reading. Mm-hmm. And they're new and they knew in that space they were safe to make that choice. Wow. Yeah. Safe. Wow. You created a space to where they felt safe enough to say, We're not going to fine arts. Mm-hmm. Not because it's not important, but this right here, this, this right here is this is this something about this is really rich. And there's something that can be birthed out of this that impacts our identity, that impacts our worth. Like that's that's, that's powerful. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's very. <laughs> that, <laughs> Nicole just finished school too. What you got to say, Nicole? Yeah. Listen, I don't listen. I'm, I'm. I think I'm still process. I'm still mourning. I'm still mourning the season that I'm walking out of. Yeah. I think we gotta mourn. We gotta mourn seasons like we mourn people, and I don't think I've mourned like fully mourned not being in a school building anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's t- like, I- talk about like teachers creating like cultures, like classroom cultures and cultures mm-hmm. of reading, but like at some point there has to be like, it has to be shared ownership. And so, Absolutely. I don't know, like my kids, like my kids give me as much as I give them every single day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. I also think about yeah. the, the students that you all are able to impact, like even, when you're not there, they're carrying all that, all the seed that you're planting in them. They're carrying that with them mm-hmm. in all the community. Uh-oh. Watch it. <laughs> Love it. Merciful, the wind, the wind. But no, they're able to carry that with them in all the communities that they go into. Oh, yeah. As Absolutely. we talk about showing up authentically, mm-hmm. like that impacts how they show up yeah. in all communities. Yeah, through being able to have conversations with you all, being able to read and see themselves differently in the mm-hmm. reading, like that's very impactful. Like, yeah, that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother level. Yeah. Speaking of another level, we need <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. I'm trying to be like that. This you're the moderator. I love it, Mario. But you know what, Mario? I want to touch on something because you were I think yeah. you're gonna say like some tips on how you can like really get a list going of yeah. books. Yeah, that's what's about to go to. What what else do you want to add? I'm just putting it in there. I don't know if that's what you're gonna say. But oh, yeah. So I think we're definitely in the day and age of like everybody likes a good app. We're all on Instagram. We're all on Twitter on all these things. And so there are apps for people that are novice, expert, whatever types of readers. Nick and I are constantly on this app called Goodreads. 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 We need to make a song for that. Goodreads is amazing. It is a free app. You get on there and literally how Nick broke it down. I love what you said, Nick, about you may not know what you like to read. So start with what do you like? And you can literally um, go ahead and filter based off, I like romance, I like sports, I like self-help, all the things. So they can filter books specifically for what you like to read. And so for me, when I'm kind of lost on what I want to read, I'm like, man, like I'm kind of winding down on my list of recommended reads from people. Let me get on here. And it connects to your different apps. So like, let's say, actually, Nick, remind me, I think it connects to your contacts in your phone. 
So whatever contacts in your phone that are on Goodreads, it will sync it. You can add them as friends and track what they're reading at all oh. times. And so you can track what they're reading, what they, you can track what you're reading, what you want to read. Yeah. Um, what you've it's read already for yourself yeah and so, so like, like every year like count a certain number of books yeah like so like each year the past three years I like to set like a personal reading goal for myself and it's not even like I'm just trying to fly through these numbers like I just really want to read some good books and so January 1st Goodreads sends you an email like time to set your goal for the year and you go on there and say I want to read 30 books and throughout the time you finish a book like I'm on page 54 of the hating game right now it mm-hmm. says that right there on your um, Goodreads. You just track all your friends. And so I'm constantly like, let me go on there and see what I need to read next. What's everyone talking about? It's also it's- an accountability tracker, right? Yes, like, yeah. yes, big time. And like, I love that I'm finally, can you believe Nick and I became friends like all of two weeks ago on Goodreads? <laughs> I was following the wrong Nicole for the past five years. Like, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. And I kept saying like, Nick, you're not it reading. Is. I was like, Nick, you're not reading anything. I'm a little shame friend, but, cause I was following the wrong person. Oh man. But, but the app is amazing and like it's really made me accountable because I've been really um I would say deliberate of wanting to share what I'm reading with people. So I write my reviews on there. People mm-hmm. can check out, like, oh Gabby just read XYZ. Let me see what she thought about where the crawdads sing. Yeah. Um, which was amazing. Oh my god, that's actually one of my top favorite. Like Nick, that's one of my favorites. That and Pachinko are my two favorites of 2019. So I just love y'all. I love how y'all just interacting <laughs> and communicating talk. It's great. I mean, this is what we are, and so like anyone out there like do not be afraid to go ahead and find the books yourself yeah um another thing is for anyone that's frugal out there my new thing is i like to go to the library i'm back on my library tip because i thought i was great for going i like instant gratification so i put nick what five ten books in our amazon cart and it's fine but not okay we do that every week <laughs> that is so true because I'm getting to that point where I'm like buying so many books. Yes. Yeah, it gets and, expensive. And like we're gonna use the acronym TBR, which is to be read. My TBR list is so long because I have so many books I just keep buying and I haven't read them yet. That's Can true. I interject yeah. really fast? So, yeah. So How do you- there's another sorry, go ahead, Mario. No, say this and then I want y'all to talk about how do you prevent like so many books on your TBR list mm-hmm. um, because like that's like once you start reading, you start to collect these things and then you forget like they're on your bookshelf. Like there yeah. is this adrenaline that you get with purchasing a book. Yes. It's, great. it's like you keep on wanting to do it. So maybe like somewhere in, the, in your yeah. answer, you could like also bring that in. I'll do that too. So, <clears throat> um, so the other thing that I was going to say, there is something called the NPR book concierge and every year NPR puts out a concierge, um, of books and it is amazing. The NPR staff chooses them. So like, say that you're still like, you know what, I'm literally doing this right now. So say, um, you're like, okay, well, whatever, like that's cute, like romance, but I still don't know, like in that genre, like what I want to read. If you literally just Google NPR book concierge, you can be like, I want to read a book for art lovers that eye opening that talks about music. Mm -hmm. And then what just came up and I wish you guys could see this, what just came up on my screen when I was like choosing through all those things is creative quest, the book by quest love. And so that is so good. See, but like you have, you have the ability to go through. So like, if you're still like, you know what, I don't know what I want to do. And like, like, I want to read love stories that are comics and graphic novels. 
oh, well, the Pakistani one. Yeah. So oh, it's wow. like, so Dope. you can, it is literally like the best way to like do that. And then you can also um, pull it up as an app on your phone. So you can just like go to town with all the filters. I do it every year. Um, and the books are always really, really good. Another way is to find like really good, um, like book club picks that you like. So Reese Witherspoon, who's like really yeah. big right now and like making sure that like films have the kinds of like leaves and stuff um, that we want to see. She has Hello Sunshine book club. And I've never read a book from that list that I did not love. Yeah. Like What's so funny? or Oprah's book club or Yeah, Oprah's is good. What's funny? No, it's y'all? like is that black males are start and, and this is what I opened for me. I was gonna say this at the end. What's funny is black males are starting to come to me for their book club. Like for yes. like people are like Mario, like where's the summer reading list at? And I'm just like, if only y'all knew that like two years ago that this was like not a thing for me, that yeah. I like despise like picking up a book. Like not despise it because I was still an English teacher and I liked for them to read, but I just only read with them. I didn't yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. I understood the importance for them to read for like literacy skills, but I didn't recognize my own consciousness. Like for like a love. Yeah. yeah. Like y'all, like, like I got this is my thing this is what i tell people i tell people this all the time that the bible is not the only thing that god is using to speak to people mm-hmm. like <laughs> like <laughs> when i tell you god is still speaking and he's speaking outside of the bible too like when i'm reading these books i'm like god you speak to me right now like you talking you know, he works all things. That's everything. Yeah. What is outside of everything? Nothing. Nothing is outside of everything. That's right. Listen, I'm, I'm, take I'm, out I'm omniscient. Ain't that how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe what um, we could do. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Oh, I was just going to go back to his original question. But if you, but yeah. you wanted to say something. No, go ahead. Well, I think the oh, way I to do it, y'all, is to just read the books. We got five more minutes. We'll get to another question on that. What I was going to say is really quickly, what we should do, y'all, is maybe at the end, we have like a little follow-up. We can make a list for everybody. We can put about three say, yeah, we recommendations like- and make a list for y'all. And then real quick, Mario, I want to say this part because this is very new for me. I love the physicality of a book. But because I work at a desk a lot and I travel a lot for work, I become a fan of Audible. Listening to books is reading too. So don't be afraid to listen. Like, I love to have my cue of little books. Like, I'm always reading a book and I'm always listening to a book. And because I need to make sure I say, I don't want to say I don't like self-help. I don't like self-help or memoirs if I can't hear the people. So I'd rather listen to it. Uh, so listen, I take Mario all the way to church. Yeah, because I just found that out about myself that I actually love. So I just bought an Audible subscription as well, yes. and I like to listen to my Audibles while I'm working out, and it is so 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 good. So I just did Dr. Brene Brown Dare to Lead. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's on my list. Yeah, and her reading it, she actually. Yep. I'm the type of person I actually sometimes. I don't know. Like somebody told me, um, I was actually my friend uh, Daryl Bellamy. I was in Houston. I'm uh, not Houston. I was in uh, was I Houston? It was Dallas. I was in <laughs> Dallas. <in Tampa. laughs> um, we did like a little leadership. <laughs> don't do that now. Somebody listening, like <laughs> I know. No, Daryl listens. <laughs> but the thing is, I was like, hey, Daryl. I said he listens to only audibles. 
and I like it. I mean, it's cool. But I was like, I was like, yeah, I like to read along too. He was like, that defeats the purpose of Audible. No, that's <laughs> it. Actually, doesn't defeat the purpose. No, 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 a lot no. of the Audibles that I have, that has been my new thing. Like, I like to listen to Audibles, and I like to have the physical copy of the book. Yeah. And I will read along one because I can change the tempo in which the person is reading. That's true. That's one. Two, as I'm listening. I can jot down notes inside the physical copy of the yeah. book about what oh, resonated. Awesome. But here's the thing about the audibles when they're doing the memoirs in the, in the uh, self-help books, they'll actually add more into those than that's in a book. So like I'll listen to mm. Dr. Yeah. Bernard talking and I'm following along and then she'll be like, and then, and then she'll, talking. Yeah. Yeah, she'll add more to it. Um, one thing I want to mention, we only have like two more minutes, but Jesus Christ, I do want to talk about, we have to bring y'all back on for like winter reading list or something like that. Um, y'all going to be like a, a recurring, uh, guest on our podcast. Um, I'm so here for it. Yeah. Right. Like, like one of the things is like getting these, um, book club meetups together. Y'all, mm-hmm. we got, we're going to drop Nicole and Gabby's Instagrams at the end of this, but when you follow them, their book club meetups have all the wine, all of the charcuterie boards. Yes. <laughs> Are you so fancy? <laughs> Everything is there. And it's so beautiful. And um, sometimes they'll contact the author because of you guys. I contact authors as well. So we do a, we do a reading um, series for our staff. And I contact the authors each time. Um, now, because of you guys, it started off with Nick Stone last year. Nicole got me connected to Nick Stone. Nice. Uh, we, were reading, we were reading Dear Martin. And I seen that you guys do the same thing. Y'all will invite the author to the book club. Conversation is so dope. And, and authors love that. Yeah. One of my friends, he, he's an author, New York Times bestseller. He said the same thing. He said, I love that. Like, I love when, like, people message me yeah. and invite me to their book clubs to have, like, conversations. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, New York Times bestselling authors are still, like, a real relatable kind of famous. Like, right. Yeah, because it's like, they're famous for characters, like, something that they've created, and it's not necessarily them. So, yeah. you're, you know, you're relating, like, it's not like a celeb. They are a celebrity, but it's not a movie star. Like, I love you because yeah. of what you created for me to get away from. Like, yep. it's dope. Yeah. I, I would think to this yeah. point, oh, sorry, Gabby, go ahead. No, you got this one, Nick, take it. I was gonna say, <laughs> to this point though, too, you, and Gabby can speak to this because she's the book club queen. She's in like 87 book clubs, really two. But I'm actually, like I'm at 88, so. So, <laughs> like, all this. But I think the other thing though, if we're like trying to figure out like mm-hmm. tips and tricks too, is you gotta know your season. So I'm actually not in any of the book clubs. Like I might pop into a book club, yeah. But the only book club that I'm in is a book club called Book Club Besties. Shout out to my eighth grade book club besties. And we read young adult fiction books throughout the course of the year. But the reason why I don't do that is because like I will tear books up during Christmas um, breaks and summer breaks. But during the academic year, I'm reading papers and I'm reading books for kids and I'm like mm-hmm. doing all of that. So I'm actually not reading as much. Like if you go on my Goodreads, I'm slacking, but I've crushed three books in the last week and a half because I haven't been in school and I haven't been at work, right? So, like, one, like, no, you'll you get there, Nigel. It's okay. Yeah, you'll you get will. there, Nigel. You, you know, I also feel like... Seasons, because yes. I didn't read a book yes. for, like, months. Mm-hmm. Um, a book of yes. my own choosing for months because I'm, like, deep in a book trying to figure out how am I going to get kids to take away this, like, essential understanding from this book and what are the other books and articles that I need to read in order to do that. So I think like, it's okay to know your seasons too. Like not every season will you read like 
everything. And I think like literally like seasonally, I read differently during different times of the year. So like when it's cold and I'm locked inside, I'm reading all the Rip Your Heart Out, Zora Neale Hurston, Come Get My Life, Sister Soldier, Why You Gotta Be Like, I'm reading. So like, like, oh my gosh, I can't even function anymore. But in the summer, I'm reading stuff like Meet Cute and Happily Ever After, because who's trying to be depressed while you lay like, Right, oh, nobody. So like, read on a beat. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Nigel, we're going to Curacao for my birthday, and I've been mentioning that. And like, all uh, I want to do, yes. like, that is beautiful. Is... That's where my dad was born. Really? Yep. In there are so many. Like, okay, we have to talk. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like, I just want to read on the beach. Um, so let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about this. We're gonna bring this up. Gabby is a beautiful woman, you guys. Um, <laughs> oh, like, no, like, oh my god, I was not ready. <laughs> We're gonna find a spot. I was pretending like she wasn't ready, but she was secretly hoping. Go ahead, Mario. <laughs> no, y'all, listen, please, single guys out there, follow her. Like, listen, she loves to go on dates. Um, she's a reader. Her, her name, her Instagram name is at the Gabrielle Chanel. Wow, get you a friend. Yes. -E Gabrielle Chanel. Yes. Um, don't, don't block your blessings. Yes. Oh my gosh. My page is currently public, so. Yes. You see, oh. she's talking about, I didn't expect, but you see, she wants y'all to shoot a shot. Listen, I'm not trying to block any blessings, so if y'all have them. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. It's at the Gabrielle C. At oh. the Gabrielle C. And Gabrielle spelled like Gabrielle Union. Same spell. Yes. And the yeah, good thing is, is when we when we post about this, they yeah. won't have any issues because right. we will have the handle <laughs> and the proper spelling. <laughs> and, and let me know. What if this is like a what if a wedding comes from this? It will. It will. I'm believing Listen, in God. We, we like to speak God. things into it's existence. We're on faith, and we gotta trust. And, and let me say this because let me add to this. Gabby has one of the most beautiful souls. Her and Nicole, but, but, but I'm going to let's talk about Gabby for her singleness really quickly. Yeah, we got to talk about Gabby because I'm married. Yes. So we got we to put this spotlight right on my screen. Right. Oh, just, man. Even sometimes, even my women friends, like, I would tell them, like, they're like, hey, I'm just looking for somebody positive to follow. Say, follow Gabby. Follow I'm friends with that girl, Mario. Yeah, Patrice, you can. Yes. Oh, Patrice, my gosh. Yeah, I was like, Love follow. Because, Patrice, I'm looking for some positive, dope black women to follow. I was like, you know what? Like, Gabby is like. The go-to for this because she will write like her pictures on Instagram That's are nice. not fake. She'll put like a good little. Y'all are getting a highlight room. Let's see because I am. Like but Nicole is behind all the photos. To be honest, like are you? Nick. Okay, so Mario filters. I had to teach her though because she wasn't always like that. She used to be that friend. I'd be like this. Click here. Photograph for what that one picture that you see. You are welcome, world. Okay? okay. You are welcome. It is Nick. She until said, So I get my photographer boyfriend, it is Nick. Okay. So listen, and Nicole, oh my God. Listen, Phenomenal. I'm looking for her uh, uh, black girl musing. Yes. yes. And I, as a black man, follow it just to hear from a perspective of a married, dope, independent, still mm -hmm. black woman that like she will check you at any moment <laughs> when like- With so much love. love. I'll check you with love, but I'll with check so you So much though. love, like Nicole, honestly, like I go to Nicole when I need to hear the real deal. Black yeah. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like in no- a wine, In a wine glass. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
you know, but she will tell, I told her when I was working on relationships, she was like, listen here, I'm about to tell you me and Shamar's story because you think this is like a love, like mystical thing. Like we're going to bring y'all back because we have Please. so much to talk about. Man, um, look, you need to bring Shamar. Look, Shamar can school all yes. the, Let's do all the men in your life are just around like how you get somebody as bad as Gabby at the Gabrielle C. There we go. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. To get the Gabrielle C. There it is. Let's say Gabby is patiently waiting, and but it's not like that one single woman that's like, uh, like you know, on her page, she's all depressed. She's living her best life. She's the best life. Like really and truly. My girl is on fitness. My give it like two more months. My dog is debt free. Okay, she's not waiting on you. Nick knows all my goals. I'm gonna be owning a property soon, so we're not. We're not. We're not here for play, play. And you know what, Nick? There. Okay, so real quick story. A question that I will ask anybody that's reaching out. I do want to know your credit score because you're not messing them with mine. Mine That's real. Mine is real good. So there's just little things here. But we we call us looking her like girl. I've been happily married for a number of years now. I feel like I'm qualified to speak in this area. You yeah. know, people friends be giving you all the advice and can't keep a man or a woman or whatever. And like, <laughs> Nigel, <laughs> your face. Nigel, that was a gift. That's real. No, even when Nigel, even when Nigel, I'm your single friends try to give you relationship advice. I'm sorry, with what Nigel, how, how many times do I listen? For me, I I'm a listener. I'm single. And the way I think about relationships is not like I need to get better. I ask Nigel for advice, but I'm not trying to, I'd be like, maybe you could do this. <laughs> Don't <laughs> like, come back to me. This is like, like, cause I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Yeah. No, you gotta say something, so Nigel, I'm the only one speaking. You gotta say that I do do that. Yes, but but the people on the podcast can't see that. You're right. I am I am in search of air because I cannot because it is a it's a it's an ongoing thing that he and I, you know, that we talk about. And it's so funny because you you love I love him. Like I love my best friend. Yes. I want what he wants for his life. That's the other thing. Like sometimes I don't want to give advice just because I'm in a relationship. It's like what what's my end goal might be different from your end goal. So I want to help yeah. shed some light and challenge him in areas to get him to where he wants to go. And even in that process, child is like, God damn, okay. Because it flips. Because right now I just want a partnership, and I want Mario. What Nicole is to be Gabrielle. It really, it really is. Like I'm looking at this and like, wow. Okay. It mirrors. It's really creepy. It it is true. Because right now I just want a partnership. I just black mirror episode. Yeah, like I'm I'll a like, Nigel. I want the kids in my house, and I want my partner to live in his own house. That's how I feel today. That's how I want. Now, maybe tomorrow I may say I want you to live them, but I'm in a process. I'm on a journey. I'm trying to. I know Nicole. Sorry, Nicole is giving me a straight face right now. I'm trying to figure this thing out because right now I like my space, and I think because mm-hmm. I have tried so hard to love my space, I'm trying. But to- can I say this? Can I say two yeah. things? Yes. First thing, your singleness 
is a gift. I know Gabby is ready to roll her eyes. I literally am trying to shield it from my, my glasses. <laughs> because, every time when, because when you don't want singleness, it feels like a burden. Let me tell you something. Your singleness is a gift. Sleep in the middle of the bed. This Nicole John Knight Justice told you to sleep in the middle of your bed. Sleep diagonally, sleep in the middle, or splay all the way the hell out and <laughs> take up all the space. Buy the shoes take the vacation, do whatever you want to do right now. Because I can still buy the shoes and take the vacation, but I am forever now thinking about somebody else when I do it. Wow. Forever. Okay. Okay. And I love that. I love that I get to do that. And there are aspects of being single that I miss. I would not trade my present for my past, but appreciate your singleness. I will say that one. Number two, when you find the right person, being in your space will not feel like an invasion. Did not feel like they belong Ooh. there. <laughs> okay. I, I knew that Shamar was okay. my person. She said she could be in my space yep. all the time, and it didn't irk me because I'm very much like, okay, is it time for you to go yet? Because you're right here, and I talk about the car situation. Or like a little bit of the car situation, as much as public as you were like, like when y'all had to do the oh, car together. Yeah. So that to me there was, was really a season. There. there was a season when my, well, when he was my boyfriend, he didn't have a car. My husband, my now husband didn't have a car when we were dating. And for a year, I drove him everywhere. Not because he asked me to, because my dude had a bike. He had a bus pass. Yeah, but, he had, <laughs> I love it. But that's yeah, something like even within itself. Like, my man said, I'm going to get to where I could go. Like, I'm not really all the way dependent on you. Yeah. He was, oh, yeah, no. He was real sad. Somebody stole his bike. He was real sad. He was real <laughs> sad about it. And I was like, <laughs> that's somebody you can build with, though. <laughs> that's so true. Hello, listen, everybody trying to have the, the dude who has the G-Wagon, if he got a Huffy or a Schwinn and two legs to pedal, that's a whole, but whatever. Whatever. Um, but no, for a year, um, he didn't have a car and I chose to drive him just like all over the place. And in doing that, his school was like right behind my school. We were both in education. And so he would just be at my house all the time. Um, and a couple of things like he wasn't saying before he met me, the Lord redeems. And he was a little bit of a slur bucket. And so one, I don't think we would be where we are if he had a car that first year. Joke, kind true. of, not really. But two, um, <laughs> it just like, it, he became my friend. Like, yeah. you don't spend that much time with somebody and like, all you're thinking about is the physical or like being so cute or whatever. Like, that's my dog for life now yeah. because like, he's my friend and he was in my space and it never, it never felt like an intrusion. Like, it actually felt weird when he wasn't there. Mm. Um, and mm. I'm an only child. Like, I can live in my space for a minute. Like, he'll be like, oh, I'm done for a week. Do you miss me? And I'm like, oh, see you on Thursday. Not yet. Um, <laughs> but, like, like, yeah. So, that's the sidebar. Random but, sidebar. No, for real, though, we about to... Now, y'all, this podcast is officially called how to start your book list or, <laughs> or like how to get to reading <laughs> and find your boo too. <laughs> how to find your boo while you drinking wine. But one of the things Nicole told me too that was really dope was she gave Shamar three months or it was a couple of, it was a few months. I can't remember the amount of months, but he wasn't, he was like, um, I'm not really into a relationship or a relationship is not my thing. Relationships when we first met. 
and she was like, okay, cool. We could do this for now, but there's going to be a certain amount of time. Come on. <laughs> be able to do this before you could, like, and I said, yeah. that's what got that literally y'all. That's when I started back dating. I started back dating when she said that. Yeah. You just got to make your intentions clear. So Shamar back. made his intentions clear and he said that he didn't do relationships. Thank you for making your intentions clear, right? Like I'd rather you do that than like BS me and lie about like how baby, baby, one day we're going to be together and then we're never together. So he made his intentions clear. <laughs> I then had to make my intentions clear. My intentions were like, you don't do titles. I don't not do titles because they give to me in my personal life they give validation to what I feel and what you feel. So I do do titles. And it's cool if you don't want to do titles right now. Like, that's fine. This was what, like August? So I was like, great. If in December you still don't do titles, like, we just need to revisit this. And it's cool. Like, no hard feelings. Like, I'm not sitting here, like, with an attitude giving you an ultimatum. It's just like, you told me what you do. You told me what I don't do. Three weeks later, he was my boyfriend. <laughs> okay. When you set the standard. <laughs> seriously had the same conversation i was with my guy and i told him that december going into january i was like look come may we've been together a year dating <laughs> i'm not just going to be dating you <laughs> okay so Hello. this is what i'm look this is what i'm looking for and um yeah that has to be the conversation that was That's the conversation so i said do you know are we on the same page with that and he said yeah then i hit him with especially in gay relationships do we do the whole like top bottom top mm -hmm. does this the bottom does this all these things and i said yeah you know are you the one that always asked the person to date you know to be in a relationship he was like yeah he said but i also feel like if you want to be with me you should be empowered enough to say that you want to be with me just as much as i want to be with you and i said bet so I had to chew on that as <laughs> okay. I, as he was chewing on what i said yeah. so i was the one that made the the, the the step to say, hey, I want you to not be my boyfriend. I want you to be my partner. I want to do life with you. I want to figure this thing yeah. out together. Yeah. And that came, that was this January 1, 2. And by March, we were together. So you do have to make your intentions known. And you, yeah. you make them clear. Know, I, you do. Make your intentions clear. Men and women, yeah. make your intentions clear. Don't be scared. Make them clear. And if somebody cannot meet those intentions, you let them go because you know that that's not, that's not God's best. And yeah. that's, and you keep pushing and, and you don't have to do it with like anger, hate attitude. That's the part that I'm glad you said that. That's the piece. Cause so many people think they supposed to, they, they're supposed that's to true. come with this attitude. But you need if to do you this. Don't you don't love me, right? Don't. Somebody else will. Well, nobody's gonna love you with the same attitude. There, there was, there was this one guy. He was like, yeah, I just want to really, he was like, I really, really like you. Um, all this type of stuff he was like telling me and everything and like he's studying for school and stuff and he was like but we can't do this and, and like you know he, he needs to focus on i was like cool he's like so no nothing <laughs> nothing further i'm fine right. you gotta you <laughs> gotta i know what i want you i know what have I want. some things but you can't have it all so oh, you got to know no. well can we do this no that come a relationship and that was the, and, and it was another guy too after that guy i told you i've been dating and Good like he was like <laughs> I have been having fun dating. Good for you. Another guy, and he asked me some things, and he was like, "Well, can we do? We can't." Nah. And then he said, like, "Well, can we just be friends?" Oh, yeah, we could be friends, but it's gonna take me some time to get there again because, mm -hmm. like, I was of you in relationships. So, like, yeah. let's take yeah. some time now to like focus on on this friendship thing, and let's. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, 
let me know. Yeah, I'll let you know when I'm ready. But I'm not mad. And you can hit no. me. Like, when you hit me up, I'm going to be good. Like, sir, like, because I know what I want. You know what I mean? And the thing is, I'm willing to compromise when you show. Like, I think compromise is a thing. But there's certain. It's necessary with, with, proof, with proof. You need some fruit on your truth. Come on. It's necessary need, with fruit. Can we, can we all touch and agree also? Yeah. Unless your intentions are clear. That yes. your level of intimacy needs to match your level of commitment. Wow. In me. Absolutely. First because thing, even with my guy, it was a situation. Provide somebody with a, with a wedding ring. Don't because if you're, because I need your commitment to match that. Not because I'm approved. Not because I need your level of commitment to match your level of intimacy so that I'm not out here asked out. Thank you. <laughs> Love okay. As the kids say these days, yes. period. 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 Y'all, With the long line green coffin stiletto nail that I don't I'm have. Mad. What is it? She said the long green uh, stiletto nails that she doesn't have. Oh. Be clear about no, that. I don't have that. <laughs> I'm boring and I just read books all day. I don't oh, have a lot. Well, y'all, this was great. Obviously, it went on longer than the five minutes we were just talking about, guys. It went on like this. Be like that. It bees like this, but y'all are going to, like, eat this up. I know. Seriously. So, um, yeah, I'm so excited. We're going to bring it back, y'all. The the reading list gurus uh, are going to be great. But here's also the thing I want to say, too, which is cool, is that when you date that person, you get the package of the best friend. And and think about That's who is true. their best friend. You gotta examine that thing. Like so, like those guys who are like interested in Gabby now. Like think about what Nicole was saying. Is that's yeah. that that's the person that's talking in her ear. Mm. And those guys who are wanting to date me. Hello, my mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like think about, think about <laughs> Nigel. Mind and Look, and me and Nigel over here wrapping our cardigans around our frail bony shoulders. Okay, like, <laughs> Making sure our chastity belts are on tight. <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Y'all like locked and loaded. <laughs> Ooh, right. right. Because we, we both say the same thing. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So we over here saying like, what do you want to date? What do you okay. want to do? Well, let's and have a conversation. That's why I be shopping at the Express and the Gap and the Calvin Klein to make sure that I get my good job. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> Nobody want no holy draws. Don't. Nobody. Okay. When your commitment match your intimacy, don't come with no uh, elastic shred <laughs> waistband. Okay. Oh, elastic. Oh my God. Okay, y'all. We got it in this. This has been great. Gabby, they already know how they can follow Woo! you. But just in case, drop your Instagram. Contact yes. if whatever you want for them to be able to. <laughs> I'll give you all my Instagram. I am the enough. Gabrielle C. So T H E J B R I E L L E C as in cat. The Gabrielle C. That's perfect. And Nicole, where you going? We got to get your Instagram. I'm being like Nigel. I'm, Nigel is my new best friend. He doesn't even know it yet. Hold on, Nigel. I'm ready. Oh, throws. Okay. We might have to drop this on YouTube. Okay. This is, oh, what? Oh, oh, okay. We may, this may be our first YouTube video we dropped. Oh. I'm wearing a, a, a deep conditioner. <laughs> 
There's no oh, drip, okay. though. No drip happened. No drip. No, because he's has his favorite towel off to the side. I got my favorite towel. I was, I was dripping my neck. It came down to my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I got to decondition these locks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, people can find me at um, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Knight, like Knight in Shining Armor Justice. So Nicole Knight Justice is my Instagram. It's my real name. You can also find me at Black Girl Musings, M-U-S-I-N-G-S dot com. Um, that is where I just share all my random thoughts. So, you know, books and bays, what we've been doing tonight. I do things like that at Black Girl Books and bays. Books and bays. <laughs> Like I have a whole thing for we. It's a series, you guys. Uh, that's my, that might be the title. How to how books to pick up a book and get a bay. And I get a bay. Books and bay. Books and bay. That might be the title. Oh, and I also have a public service announcement. Um, you go boy podcast will now be headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, <laughs> Nigel and Mario have decided. Oh! Ah! Oh! <laughs> me and Gab. And right. We're going to Publico for their first night here. Publico. Publico. <laughs> not everybody can get into uh, nope. locales you got to nope. you got to know you got to know somebody who knows somebody okay that's it okay. i love it okay yes <laughs> well you guys you've been listening to you go by a podcast you uh been listening to, to jay bosco uh, me and nicole actually did teach for america with jay bosco um 2012 hey, again you know just great um but enjoy your commute home. Enjoy listening to this on your patio. Have a good time. Nigel, do you have any benedicting words? I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> Usually I do have words for benediction, but what I will say is um, outside of just being so grateful to be in the presence of these beautiful queens, uh, encouraging us to read. Hello, somebody. Um, I'm excited about the book list and hearing yes. from those who at least have picked up a book or a magazine. Hell, some of us ain't read a paragraph and I don't know how long. That's so true. I'm excited to just hear about the feedback <laughs> um, as the summer goes along to find out about what we've been reading and how it's impacted our lives. I love it. And to be honest, y'all, I'm going to pick back up on his mark. I stopped that, uh, stopped my blog. I'm going to pick my blog back up. It was a blog for males of color who were interested in reading. Mm-hmm. I had like 40, 50 people already on there in like the wow. first two. So I need to get back into doing that. That's a blessing. Um, so because of this podcast, I'm going to be more committed because again, my life journey is for more men of color to be able to tell their stories. And so let's do it. You've been listening to You Go Boy Podcast. We out. Bye.